Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. guys welcome to another episode of the best life podcast super pumped because we are here in lovely austin texas and we're lucky enough to get samantha skelly here live uh, in our studio and what i mean by studio is airbnb uh, and we are super pumped because her personal brand is samantha skelly but she has a company called hungry for happiness that has impacted a ton of lives and we want to talk all about food obsession body obsession all that good stuff today so sam thanks for being here thanks for having me guys this is this is so this is so great i love it (laughs) sam sam (laughs) so maybe for i think a lot of people already kind of like we maybe have some overlap in the audience but we have to know kind of what is um just give us your origin story like where did you like how did you get excited about this stuff i know you your background is a lot around body obsession food Mm -hmm. obsession Mm -hmm. bringing people up to speed on kind of yeah so when I was younger, I was a dancer and a child actress. So I had the most like unconventional life ever. You know, like my whole childhood, I was like on a stage in front of the camera. I was a stunt double from like 16 to 20. It was weird. Like I had like a really weird, I know, it's a really weird upbringing. So when I was 18, where were you at, though? Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was where I was uh, born and raised. When I was 18, everyone was going to university and I was like, I don't want to go to university. Like I always knew I didn't want to do that. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm going to create my education through traveling. So at 18, I like packed a suitcase and I moved to Australia and I was on Manly beach in Australia Mm -hmm. and I was like lying there and I had this moment of like, who am I? Like now that I'm not a dancer and I didn't have that significance. And now that I'm not acting in stunt doubling, I don't have that significance. So I, it was this like identity crisis of like, what the, what the, what the fuck am I doing and who am I? And with that as well, I was like, I'm not dancing 30 hours a week anymore. Like I'm going to get fat like tomorrow. And so I was like, right, right. It was like, I like, I need to do something about this. So I Googled like popular diets. And the first one that, that came up at that time, the popular one was that fucking cabbage soup diet. Oh my God. Do you remember? Oh so, God. so yeah, I, I yeah. 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 So I went to, I went to the supermarket Sainsbury's. I still remember it. And I bought like six heads of cabbage and like the spices and the broth and whatever. And so I go back to my hostel. I was in a hostel to oh get this. this. Like people were like, what's this chick doing? And I just made cabbage soup for days. And I just, that's all I ate. And I was so terrified of gaining a pound. And so that was like the beginning of what I called like my diet depression years where like I was on over 50 diets in less than four years, had no idea how to eat like a normal person. I was on and off the scale a hundred times a day. Like didn't, didn't want really like the waking hours of the day were so painful because my mind was so obsessed with the next what what is the next thing I'm going to eat and and how can I feel as guilty as possible for what I just ate oh and and I was I was a friggin I was a personal trainer at this time like talk about not being in alignment whatsoever so uh I after would say that's more common than not though oh my god like the, even the conference here mm-hmm. I'm like, there's so much disordered eating with like the people that are selling like these energy bars and stuff, like, you know, and it's, and, and I was a fitness competitor as well when all this was going on. And like, like I, I truly 
believe that the the fitness competition industry is a huge mask for eating disorders. Yeah, I agree. And and I was in it, so I know I know that life. I was yeah. like using it to justify you know justify. I was like, deadly. no, it's healthy. It's healthy. It's not. I'm not obsessive. It's healthy. Yep, yep. No, I was so unhealthy, so disconnected from my body, so like in a state of self hatred. So I I moved back to Vancouver from England, and I was like, I gotta sort this out. Like this is so incredibly unhealthy. And I can remember I was, I was, it was on the 19th floor of my balcony in Vancouver. And I was like looking over the balcony, like it was raining, it was pissing down rain. It's always raining there. People are in their, their raincoats. And I'm like, it was so, it was so gloomy and dreary and just like depressing. And I'm like, I feel exactly how it looks right now. I'm like, this is ri- ridiculous. And I'm like, I need to do something about this. So I, I like sought out mentorship and I started just working on like, energy you know and like that was a term I'm like what do you mean work on my energy what do you yeah. mean meditate like all of that was so like not in my not in my you know frame of reference and so after about like three years of like trying to understand like what was really going on I finally felt the contrast between like the depths of like self-hatred and hating my body and being so obsessed mm-hmm. and like oh hang on a second I actually feel peace in my body and I feel comfortable and I can use food for health and hunger and I I saw like the chasm between like how different those two realities could be in a single individual and myself and I'm like I gotta teach this stuff and so that was the birth of hungry for happiness can you go back a little bit to the energy thing and explain yeah so so I started seeing like uh, Reiki healers and like meditation coaches yeah. and like started to see all these people. And the, the, the biggest thing they, they said to me was like, you need to get in your body. You need to feel, you need to meditate, you need to heal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I need to learn more. I need to consume more. I need to learn. I need to know all the things. Right. So I was trying to like externalize a very internal problem. Yep. Right. So like I was like a crack, like I use personal development, like how a crackhead uses cocaine you know I was like I need more I need more I need more I need more right it's like more podcasts more books more coaches more this more that more and the 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 huge vital piece that was missing in all of that was the integration Mm -hmm. right and so like that is what I'm so zoned in on right now it's like why self-help isn't helping lack of integration yeah right and so like I didn't know that and I think that's the biggest thing I see in the industry right now is like we're just consuming too much yeah. You know, because it feels productive. Right? It feels productive. It feels like, oh, if I, I just the answer mm-hmm. that I'm looking for is just right mm-hmm. in the next book. It's right, right in the next podcast. hundred percent. Right and so it does feel productive. It feels like you're getting smarter. And yet someone knows yeah. that maybe it's not working. Right. And they've consumed all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you do get to this kind of saturation point. That's of Information it. intake. Mm-hmm. And yet you feel almost paralyzed because yeah. you can't. You're scared even to maybe yeah. implement some of this stuff. Yeah. It's uh, in my next book. There's a chapter called Destination Addiction. And that's what it is. It's like, I just need more. I just need to get there. Yeah. So the book's called Am I There Yet? Why Self-Help Isn't Helping. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically that, right? Like the, the I just, I look at the personal development industry and you guys can appreciate this because you're both very much in it and, yeah. and have been in it. It's like the old archaic ways of doing things are just making people frustrated and overwhelmed. And they're always like, am I there yet? Am I there yet? Am I there? there is no there, you know, there's only a here and we need to just untangle everything that we're not to understand like w- what is actually at the core. Yeah. But we're so, we're, we're so addicted to like looking outside of ourselves for these answers. So, so yeah, so that's, that was the, whole, the whole energy thing. Right. And so now it's like, personal development for me like resonates more oh sorry spiritual development resonates more than like personal development Mm -hmm. right now for me just because I know the more I really get to know myself and understand like how I work and how I operate that's going to be reflected externally versus I'm going to I'm going to go out here externally so I can feel something different Mm -hmm. so 
yeah, that was that was the journey. I love it. So I love the idea of like it's not out there. Mm-mm. It's in here. Mm-hmm. So say someone's listening and they're yeah. like, that sounds great, Sam. It sounds amazing. Yeah. How, like what's the first step to even like having that self-awareness yeah. or getting over the fear of, yeah. I don't know. I don't trust myself. Right. I have years and years hundred percent. I'm, I'm not too mm-hmm. trusted. So the thing that scared me the most ever was feeling. Like I was so scared. If I feel my own emotionality, it's going to overwhelm me and I'm going to pass out. Like I literally thought that. And so for those people listening, like, no, that's a very real thing. Like, we've repressed so much trauma and emotionality for for our entire lives even when we didn't mean to when we were like babies right it's, we, we were, there's trauma stuck in our body and so what we what we have to understand is like in order to he, to he actually heal we do have to feel we have to understand the difference between a visceral yes in the body, a visceral no in the body, an emotional hunger cue, a physical hunger cue. Like we have to have the visceral intelligence to understand how we operate. And the only way we can do that is through feeling, right? So the whole not trusting ourselves, not trusting ourselves is a byproduct of us, like obviously letting ourselves down in the past because we sort of like outsource our, you know, our answers. Like what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? Or whatever it was, right? I'm going to rely on this diet, put everything into it, trust, trust everything into it. That's going to, that thing's going to fundamentally fail because it's designed to fail. Therefore I'm going to personalize it. But when we understand that we can get used to like, what does a yes in the body feel like? What does a no in the body feel like? And we start to like ask ourselves. So rather than like trying to analyze our way out of a, out of a situation, any situation, whether it's relationships, food, diet, whatever it is, asking ourselves first, should I do that or should I not do that? What does that feel like energetically in my body? And once we start to have evidence of that, of us doing that, we build confidence, right? So so there was a time literally like I, I would overthink and overanalyze and logic my way out of every decision in my life. Now it's a very visceral. And oftentimes when I make those decisions, I'm like, I don't know why the fuck I'm doing this, but my body tells me to. So like last week, two I weeks ago. This, yeah. yeah. So, so, so I had a, my 2018 was booked with retreats, live events, workshops for hungry for happiness for my brand. Yeah. And my whole system was like, cancel everything. Stop doing everything. It's, you can't do that. And my mind went, that makes no sense. My body's like, if you don't do this, I'm going to break down on you. Yeah. <laughs> but re- really it got to that point. And I was like, okay, so I pulled the trigger. I canceled every retreat we had. I canceled every event we had, like literally refunded thousands of dollars to my community because I was like I can't like I can't do it I don't know why yep. but I need to create that space because there's something else coming in I don't know what that thing coming in yet is yep. but that thing's never let me down in the past right mm-hmm. or like me moving to San Diego that made no sense logically yep. right it's like sell your apartment sell your car get rid of all your stuff leave your family and friends and move down to a city where you know a handful of people now I understand why that all made sense and so like I'm at this place now where I'm like I can't fuck with my intuition you know like I have to listen to it or else I get like bitch sopped if I don't <laughs> It does that. What are some of the practices you started to actually do that? Because I, I've yeah. a similar thing in the last couple of years. Yeah. So like ignoring the intuition and like having it. Totally. Totally. So one of the easiest like things that literally you guys, if you're listening right now, you can do this as you listen. Ask yourself a definite yes question. Like, is my name Sam? Am I in Austin? Am I hanging out? You know, and like feel like what you're like. Ask yourself, is my name Sam? And just feel what your body does. It expands. It gets lighter. Right. It's like that. Yes. Or like, is my name Jill, no, <laughs> like, like, just like feel that, right? Like feel that like visceral, no feeling a lot of times people, and, and you can just ask yourself that multiple times a day to try and like refine that, that sensation in our, in your body. A lot of times people confuse like a visceral no with resistance. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. So like, so there's dissonance where it's like, this just is not an energetic fit. Like, no, don't do that. And resistance, there's resistance there that we need to work through. Yeah. And oftentimes people mistake the resistance for dissonance and then they, their, their fear hijacks their experience and then they peace out. Yeah. Right. So like for me in my body, like resistance is like very chesty, very like butterfly up in my chest of like, Oh God, it's so scary. Um, but that doesn't mean don't do it. That means lean into it. Right. Yep. But, or there's like that very like deep more in like your yeah. like guttural like no which is like don't do that thing yeah. that's a bad idea yeah so like it really is about understanding all of these sensations how they operate and really being the observer of everything that's going on not identifying with them how do you get someone in the like who's in the middle of I, I, this question is coming actually i met two women yesterday mm-hmm. at paleo effects who listened to our food obsession um episodes and they've had a lot of issues of just like binging yeah and, almost eating disorder type behavior. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can't speak specifically to an eating disorder, but maybe in that disorder behavior where it's like, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but they find themselves like being drawn to the fridge and mm-hmm. binging anyway, even mm-hmm. though they feel they're like, Sam, I feel like it's a no, <laughs> totally I'm doing it anyway. Totally. Totally. Yeah, how do I stop it, myself or yeah. how do I like stop this behavior mm-hmm. if I feel that it's wrong or I shouldn't be like, that that comes down to to disconnection from the body like when we're when we're in our body we operate from our body when we're in our mind we operate from our mind so there's there's two motivators there's love and fear everything we do is like we're either trying to get away from something or move into something that is like a hypnosis that they get into where it's like it's all from fear but they're so disconnected that they don't have any visceral intelligence to be able to be like, oh, that's not r- what's right for us right now because they're, they've numbed out their experience so much. Mm-hmm. And the cause of that numbing could be a multitude of things, right? Sexual trauma, for instance, is like a huge one with my community. But it, it's, that, it's, it's that reason of like there's, there's a lack of integration from like the mind into the body. Therefore, understand, like when we're present and we're in our bodies, we can feel things. We can feel everything. But when we're in a panicked, fierce state, it's like we don't, we don't know. We're so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting to me because I'm, th- I'm always trying to think about it from the perspective of the, the emails or messages that we get from women saying, I love the idea of, you mm-hmm. know, I'm listening to Sam and she's like, it is making sense to me. But that first step, you know, like I don't, I just, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm maybe, like you said, one of the motivators is fear. And I know for both of us, especially with our history of like, competing and your yeah. dieting was, um, I can't do mm. a diff, something different because mm-hmm. this over here is my control mechanism. This right. is what feels familiar to me. Mm-hmm. I can't try to eat moderately mm-hmm. because I'm going to blow up and I'm going to mm-hmm. gain 50 pounds. And that's yeah. what I'm trying to, so like when, when someone comes to you and they're like, I see it, but I'm still hanging on really tightly too. Cause what you're talking about, I yeah. think is trust. Right. Right. hundred percent. And trust are opposites. Mm-hmm. So how do you get someone who is so tightly wound and they're, yeah. they need their control, mm-hmm. even if that control is not working by yeah. the way, you know, we, yeah. we prefer familiar, even if it's miserable mm-hmm. over something that's brand new. So what's mm-hmm. that very first step? So what we get our, all of our clients to do is, is operate from a, an altered reality, so to speak. So like getting them to like really set the intention of like, what is it going to feel like? What is it going to look like? How is it going to be? Right. And really getting clear on that. When your intentions are clear, your obstacles disappear without a very clear vision of like what that's going to be like. We're going to get trapped in fear. We're not going to move. If we, if we don't know what it's going to be like, or we have no conception, we're like, oh, well, it's obviously going to be as worse as it was. Right. But what's to the subconscious? That's why visualization is so powerful. It's because the subconscious doesn't know if that's factor, factor fiction. Right. So when we feel it, so we do a practice called future casting, setting the intention, 
viscerally feeling it in the body. Like what is that vibration of that you want to feel? Lightness, joy, ease, whatever it is. And then visualizing it. What is it going to look like? What is your body going to look like? How are you going to move in your body? Like visualize it. Spending more time there is going to outweigh the fear. But we have to like think about what we focus on expands. So if we're focused on doing moderation and we're focused on the fact that, oh, if I do moderation, then I'm going to blow up. You will because that's what you're focused on, right? So it's like, like uh, we can hack our way there, but we have to be intentional about doing it, right? And so that would be like my biggest piece of advice for people who are like so terrified of it because back to the whole trust cycle, we have to build up that trust. We have to. And if the trust isn't there, then we have to make micro decisions, seemingly insignificant things that are not going to trip ourselves up to be able to build that trust. Right. So so even things like choosing what we should wear or what grocery store we should go to or should I have this flavor or this flavor, like like listening to the body for those things to be like, oh, I showed up for myself and I committed and oh, I trusted myself through that. And then I survived that, it and it wasn't that bad and I could do it again. Totally. Yeah. And then it built up and it built up and it built up. But it, if we're focused on like, oh, I don't want to eat moderately or intuitively because I'm terrified I'm going to gain weight. Well, that's what you're focused on, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to be, we have to like, it's like hack our way through it. I love that because yeah. it's hard because it's like you have to trust yourself and like, okay, but what's that first step? Totally. If but someone said trust, like trust myself four years ago, I'd be like, go fuck yourself because I don't know what that is. Yeah, but but it's like it's like that's what we were talking about of like the that's like the old way of doing personal development of like let's like just do it just do it it's like no we have to do it through integration we have to do it through action I can't learn anything if my body doesn't learn it if my if I'm like just trying to like think my way of it it's not gonna work my body needs to have reference of like what that actually feels like so do you think you can find this trust? So you brought up actually sexual trauma, which mm-hmm. I think is a really big thing with eating disorders and mm-hmm. body image issues and mm-hmm. all of that. And I think that the one of the gals I was talking to yesterday, I mm-hmm. said, um, you realize it's not about the food. And she nodded her head like, yeah, I know. It's not about the food. Yeah. So when you're going through these mm-hmm. like practices, they're going to mm-hmm. start to bring up things that have been avoided, whether it's trauma, relationships, abuse. How do you start to process that? Because I think mm-hmm. that why is why the, the coping mechanism is back to the food. Right. So do you think you can start with the food and that it starts to heal the past? Or do you have to heal the past stuff first before you can deal with this? The latter. The latter. I really believe like, yeah, we can eat healthier. Yes, we can do all that kind of stuff. But that like that literally doesn't matter. And we're going to keep cycling if we don't address what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So it's about what's really there. They don't feel safe in their body. Yeah they feel like they're going to be vulnerable if they are at a healthy weight, right? So like physical weight on our body is a manifestation of emotional weight. And oftentimes women create a physical barrier to intimacy because they don't want that to happen again. And the interesting thing is, is so many women come to me and they're like, Sam, I have this food problem. I have this food problem. I'm like, all right, cool. And as soon as they get into the program, they're like, oh shit, it's not a food thing at all. It is a sexual abuse thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, I'm so terrified of that happening. I don't want to be vulnerable again. So let's work through those feelings. Let's understand how we fundamentally create the sensation of safety in the body, Mm -hmm. right? And the connection. And it's like, it's truly about like, again, I'm going to use the word integration again, because I'm all about that these days of like the integration between the wounded inner child and the evolved woman, right? When there's such a chasm between those two things and they're operating so separately, it's really hard to find safety, because we feel so disassociated. But when we can like learn to mother our inner child and, and, and like give her the needs that she truly needs, we're not going to externalize the needs. So, and again, it's like, we don't know, but you don't know until you, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my answer to that one. I love it. 
Yeah, no, I think that's great. And so I think everything that you've said, like the theme so far has been action, which I love because it's mm-hmm. like, okay, yes, we can try to intellectualize all day. We can sit around mm-hmm. and talk about the pros and the cons. But until you just, I loved, like you said, hacking your way through it, which is like like one tiny step. Yeah, looking back and like starting to create this show of evidence that mm-hmm. like, you can trust your body, mm-hmm. you can trust yourself, yeah. you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to switch gears a little bit to some of the business stuff because we have a yeah. lot of professionals. On oh, the cool. People who are oh, yeah, yeah. half our audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fitness professionals mm-hmm. um, looking at your business and going, wow, like Sam, she's so, she's successful. Mm-hmm. She's impacting so many lives. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people really want to do the same thing. Cool. And so I don't know, how long ago was it when you started your business? I remember you and I did a pod, like a podcast, like we interviewed, I don't know, that was ages ago. That was when I just started. What was that? 2015 maybe? 2015. So like three and a half, mm-hmm. three and a half years now. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. So like how has the industry maybe as a whole, I want to mm. ask you about like what maybe someone would do when they're just getting started now, but mm-hmm. how have you seen it change over the last three and a half years? Oh gosh. And we're talking about online business. Online business. business yeah. Like there, there's, there's, I hate internet marketing. Like I hate <laughs> it so much. I just want to barf all over it. It's, it's so, I, I hate how fake it is. I hate false scarcity. I hate all that stuff. Right. And so what I'm really like, what's really important to me and really important to my brand is like every single email is a human being who needs help and who needs support. And so our values are intimacy and connection above everything else. Like how can we create intimacy and connection so people feel loved and supported and and seen, especially when they're trusting us with their intimate health challenges. And I've hired business coaches that have been like, oh, Sam, you got to just, and you know, this is a learning lesson for me. He's like, you got to have a low end product and then you have to do this and then a tripwire and blah, blah, blah. And it's all this stuff. And I'm like, I get it. But like, what about just talking to people? What about just loving them? What about just asking them how, like what they struggle with? What about just supporting them? Like there's so many bells and whistles and things that distract people. Like just serve your people. Like literally that's how you build a tribe. And like our tribe's not gigantic but it's so loyal and like it's because we care like even we're scaling at such a large rate right now but every single person who joins our program I'll send them a personalized video you know it's like that's just the shit that we do or we'll just like yeah we don't really you know email marketing we've kind of gone from email marketing to just like more like just texting even just being like hey girl you okay you cool you know like we're just really trying to be like be friends with our people because we love them so much and then when we see them at events it's like oh yeah we're just like we're buddies like we all you know it 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 bugs me the way like people are just trying to get in to make money like if you want to make money like do something else you know it's like I've seen so many people get cycled through and you guys have seen it too right someone comes in like all guns blazing trying to like you know make money and then like within a year it's like where'd this person go it's like well they didn't they weren't seeing the long term so every decision we make in the business, it's like, is this, can we see this in the long term? Like, is this going to be a sustainable thing that is going to work in the next 20 years? Because Hungry for Happiness is like a legacy brand. Like that brand is going to be, that brand's going to be friggin' baller, you know? Like yeah. that's like, that's the brand I want to like really shake things up. And it's, it's going in that direction. And so everything has to be like people first. Yep. In t- high levels of integrity, in- intimacy, connection, and people can feel that, right? People can feel that in every Facebook post, every every you know image. You know, if it's like if you have like any sort of like sticky energy in anything you're doing, your clients are gonna feel that and it's gonna repel them. You guys, you know, mm-hmm. 
Like, I think that's why people like your shows because you listen to it. You're like, oh, they're like my friends. And you want that feeling, right? It's like people will listen to this, your podcast and be like, I feel like I'm like just like girlfriends with these these yeah. people. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what we want to create. You know, so it's cool. We've actually seen, um, we've had some people on the show and maybe we've had, you know, maybe people just that we've had real friendships with or, mm-hmm. you know, just conversations with outside of the show. And you can kind of tell, like you, that authenticity mm-hmm. piece mm-hmm. is really apparent, mm-hmm. you know, and, we, you know, we've gone through so much personally in the last few years that both of us are just like, fuck it. Like we literally <laughs> had both of us been like, you know what, any like super professional facade that we were trying to put on so that yeah. we could be like respected in the industry. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fuck it. Actually, it doesn't work anymore. It does just, you know, you it's know? like, because you can pick up on it like you oh pick up on god authenticity mm-hmm. people and uh, at all different stages because they're trying to be you know this person who is super successful like oh, right marie forleo is amazing and she's yeah. definitely like one of my heroes from like the perspective of like mm-hmm. a brand building but that's not me you know and so but people go oh well, i just need to do those things. totally it's like but yeah no one can be marie no no, no 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 can be whoever else so yeah how and do you address that when you're do you do any business coaching or no i don't do business coaching no, like me, like me business coaching other. No, yeah. I, I'll like mentor people who reach out to me if I have the capacity, but I, I don't yeah. do it. Maybe like what I would love to do one day is like um, help organizations be like, like more like conscious capitalism. Like how can we, how can we grow in like a way that's like good for each other, the planet, but that's kind of like in a few years, but this authenticity piece is so important. And I think what needs to happen is like, you know, that good old term, like know thyself. You can't be authentic if you don't know yourself, you know? And so I get to be more authentic and just be fully myself without being like one iota of a mask. The more that I know myself and the more I'm comfortable with that. Right. Like, a couple of years ago, I went to a retreat in, uh, do you guys know Philip McKernan? Oh my God. Yes. Right. So he's, so Philip's one of my, one of my mentors. He's one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I, I, I really do trust him with my, with my life. And he, a couple of years ago, I was in Ireland with him at a retreat and he's like, Sam, you got to take off your mask that everything's awesome all the time. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Like I was totally wearing that. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm like, my brand's called hungry for happiness. I can't be upset. <laughs> right. And so like it, that came across and all of my marketing and all of my shit like I was like I have to be the happy one because if I'm not yeah. people are going to be like Sam like I, look you're I'm paying you to for you to make me happy right. and it was so stressful yeah. right it's like I'd be like full-blown anxiety attacks like just shit going wrong fucking losing money out of the business whatever and I'd be like everything's great you know it's it's amazing it's great and uh, and now that like I've given myself permission to just be myself that took work so I think to get to that place like you guys have done a ton of work so it allows you to just like you know draw dicks on chalkboards and stuff (laughs) 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 but it's true right like for you to be like the most unapologetic version of yourself it takes like looking at yourself yeah. to be like, who am I? And, and am I okay with that? Yeah. Right. Cause like the more I'm okay with myself, I don't care who gets me. I used to like crave to be understood. I'm like, I just want you to under- understand me. Just understand me. Why don't you understand me? Why? And, and now that I understand myself more and more and more, I'm not, I don't fully understand myself, but more and more and more. And that's my intention every single day. It's like, I don't care if you understand me or not. And I think the people who like vibe with my vibes, yep. They're going to, we're going to play together, you know? And so, That's yeah. A really good point. Actually, <sighs> some people have been asking us about how to let go of anger and how to let go of resentment. And I think ultimately they're angry because they're wanting someone else to understand them. Yeah. They get mad and they get resentful in a relationship of like mm. whatever it is, but they feel not listened to, not heard, right. not understood. 
And I think what or you said feels is just unjust. so beautiful. Like, yeah. 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 I think sometimes you feel like the person needs to get the right. karma that they totally, do. totally. And like, we got to, we got to realize like there's a greater plan. And if we just all sort of like let go of like trying to emotionally manipulate to feel as something else, like we yeah. just understand that we can feel those things anyway. Yep. Life's going to be so much easier because life literally is a game. That's all it is. It's yeah. just a game. And I always ask my clients, like, how are you playing the game? How are you playing the game? How are you playing the game? Yeah. Like we can literally hack our way there yeah. if we choose. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful realization when we know we're not in control of anything except for our own emotionality. Yep. Like I'm literally not in control of anything except my own emotionality. Yeah. So the, the whole like, I get that too. Sam, how do I let go of con- anger? I'm like, why do you want to? Mm-hmm. Like, why do you want to let go of anger? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel so angry. I was like, well, don't let go of it. Feel it. Go through all the layers of it. Yeah. Process it. Like anger is such an amazing an emotion because when we actually feel through all of it, we can transcend it and make it into something extremely creative. Yeah. You know, like some of the gr- biggest greats in the world, they were angry about things. So they could <laughs> create right. epic stuff out of it. Right. So, so, uh, you know, I think anytime we deny a part of us, anytime we deny anything and we disconnect from it, it's never a good thing. Include and transcend everything, right? And, and and just be real with where where you're at and fully accept where you're at. Like I did a <laughs> I did a video last year called the negative side of body positivity, mm-hmm. which like eighty five percent of the people loved it, ten percent of the people fucking hated me. But it was basically like we can't positively think our way into loving ourselves. Yeah. You know, we have to first accept where we're at fully. And if that means looking in the mirror and saying, I don't like what I see, then that's what that means because that's real. And we need to start from a place of like full acceptance and have the intention, like what I talked about, where am I going? What does it feel like? How do, how, like, what's it going to be like when I'm there? Because with the acceptance, then we have traction, then we have transformation, Mm, right? And so like, we have to accept all pieces. We have to accept our angry piece. We have to accept our jealous piece. We have to accept the piece, like all of our darkness and all of everything, because that's what makes us human, you know, and so if we try, try and let go of something, it's it's missing the point. I love that you said that because, uh, you know, we've had people go, we had the food obsession and people mm-hmm. go, well, I don't love my body yet. So mm-hmm. like maybe they think that they'll stop dieting or stop obsessing as soon as they get to where they want to be physically and then they'll be okay. And or how can I do this when I still quote unquote hate myself? Right. So I love that you're not saying. Well, go stand in the mirror and say affirmations that mm. I'm beautiful. I love yeah, myself. Yeah, it doesn't work. Because you can't go from like, self-hate to just... <laughs> right. Into, it's, so. it's like emotional whiplash. Like right. after 30 years of like berating your body and hating your body and, and just thinking like everything, all the shaming yeah. stuff, we can't go look at a mirror and say, I love myself. Our brain is going to go, no, okay. you don't. Yeah, Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> we have to... It's like that's where we want to go yeah. for sure. Like for a place of like body love and body acceptance. But we can't get there without being real about it. And, yeah. and so I love the intentionality behind the body positivity movement. I really do. I think any, like all hands on deck trying to like shift the narrative of like self-loathing, of course. However, the consumption of that message gets a little bit sticky sometimes because yeah. yeah. people come to us and they're like, I'm just so frustrated. Like, how can I love myself? I see all these other women loving themselves. And I can't love myself. Right. I'm like, and there's like the shame on top of the shame. Right. Right. It's like a shame. It's like a shame sandwich. Like- <laughs> I know it's really confusing. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I loved how you said you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. So 
what about if I am a brand new kind of maybe a fitness professional, health yeah. professional, I want to start an online personal brand. I want to do more social media and I'm listening to you and I'm going, okay, I just have to, if I'm going to be authentic, I need right. to know myself yeah. and I have to put myself out there. Mm. But what if people don't like right. my actual self? Right, 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 right. I'm not able to build my brand mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm not likable right. as my true self. Yeah, yeah. Um, you will be is, is first and foremost. <laughs> it, like, it, like there's a lot of people who don't vibe with me. I'm sure there's a lot of people who wouldn't vibe with you guys. So remember that piece we talked about, like action, like put it into action. Like you're spending so much time worrying about if people are going to like you, but you haven't even done a single thing about it. Right. And like, I put shit out all the time. People are like, I I don't like that. I'm like, great. I like it. Right. And I think with anything, especially when we're being vulnerable, if you can fully be okay with putting it out there and it's like, you can have all the haters in the world and everyone can be against you. If you feel okay about that and it's truly you and authentic. Yep. Who, ca- who literally cares when, when the negative side of body positivity went out, like I had to be like, okay, do I believe? And I'm okay with every single point that i made. If someone gets mad at me, is it going to trigger all of my inner child stuff of not being loved? Right. Right. And I'm like, no, it's cool. All right, let's ship it because it's like, and of course I got haters for it, but I was, I was like, that's my truth. And I think when we can live our truth and if it's truly authentic to you and you are 100% behind it, some people are going to like you. Some people are not going to like you. And that's just the fact of it. It's like, if you want to make waves in this world and you want to be, you know, a quote unquote game changer or whatever it is, you got to be okay with not being liked all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's just, that's just it. However, we spend so much time worrying about that narrative without actually taking action. And so my best advice is like, just start taking action and just start doing it. Just throw in Instagram stories. You may feel so awkward, but just like document your life, share something, you know? I love it. I I was was really terrible. Then you just delete it. Yeah. Right. Right. Funny too. I was looking back at my old YouTube videos and just the things that I put up on YouTube back then. Yeah. But at the time, people were watching them and they loved them. And I'm looking now going, gosh, this was so, I don't know, amateur and Mm. ridiculous, but it still resonated with people. Yeah. So you just don't know. You you have to put it out there. There was a lot of things. I I recall I wanted to do more YouTube, but I was like, I'm going to wait until I lose 10 pounds first. Right. Right. Because the camera adds 10 pounds. So what, but then I just said, forget it. I'm going to put it out there anyway. I'm so glad I did because I would have been waiting for probably two and a half more years as that's how long it took me to lose the 10 pounds. And during that time, I created so much content, mm-hmm. got people following, mm-hmm. built programs. So I think it's just, yeah, taking action because you can wait and wait and wait. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, the other person who's not waiting is actually getting their message out there, refining it, figuring out who they are, figuring mm-hmm. out what works. So just go. Fear is so creative. Like fear will find its way in any way it can, yeah. right? Which is why like observation of our experience is so much more important then identification because it's like don't identify with that fear that fear is just trying to protect you mm-hmm. like that's all it's really doing and so if you have a fear that's like no one's gonna like you or you got to lose 10 pounds it's it's just trying to hijack what your soul actually wants mm-hmm. and so just observe it and go okay I, I'm fearful all the time like I always say my life feels like a full-time wedgie because it's always a little scary <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh god it's, it's it hurts because it is but it, it that's just the truth of it. it. That's just the truth of it. You know, like I don't believe fearlessness is a thing in my experience. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And I don't, I only know my experience, but I feel like I'm always scared, yeah. but it's how I relate to 
that sensation because it's just a sensation, right? We get a sensation and our brain goes, let me make a meaning for why that's true because it always has to connect, right? And then a brain goes, oh, it must be because people are not going to love you. It must be because you're going to run out of money. It must be because you're too fat. It must be because whatever, right? And then we think that thought and it activates the feeling. Mm -hmm. But what if we could just like be with that feeling and go, what what, what is this most need right now? And how can I be in my body and like deal with it? And my business, I swear to God, is my biggest, it's my biggest point of personal development. You know, holy moly, like I'm not married yet. However, uh, then that may be its own journey of development. But this right now is like has has been the hardest thing and the most joyful and the most like that's what mothers say, right? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. have kids, but they're like, they're like, it's not it's worse. It's challenging, but it's, it's also the most joy, I drive the right. most joy and purpose and meaning. And right. And so right now for me in my life, that's my business. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, for us too. Yeah. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's like one day you think, you know, you're shit don't stink and the next day you're like what am I doing? <laughs> it really does. <laughs> well, you know I always say I love that um, that fear is creative because I always say that our insecurities are always trying to defend themselves right? Yes. So, for yeah. example yes. if you do if you are worried about trolls haters whatever mm-hmm. guess who's going to get them? Yeah. Most likely to get them. Right? Yeah. It's like, I don't know I think it's it leaves a lot of energetic space mm-hmm. for people to show up and it's like maybe you get 10 or you know 12 amazing comments and affirmations and that's that one person totally. who has that like maybe not super positive thing that you only focus on mm-hmm. that negative and then it just i've seen people like literally shut down their whole business yeah. based on especially mm-hmm. in the early days yeah, yeah, yeah. just going like well i guess i am it it just validates the thing that you're already sensitive about mm-hmm. so you're like well i guess i'm going to pack it up because i'm not meant to right and it's right. a shame it is a shame and it it comes down to taking emotional responsibility uh-huh. You know, like really being responsible for our own emotionality and not letting other people's projections be our emergency, yep. you know, and that's one of you separate the two. What's that? Like, how do you know which is which? Right, right, right. So, so, well, well, first of all, like anytime someone projects something onto you, it's always their own shit. Yep. Any YouTube comments that I get that's like, you're such a bitch. I'm like, thanks. You know, it's like, it's not <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not my stuff that's them seeing something in themselves in me that they don't like and then yeah. them p- projecting it right and anytime we project something like we're not taking emotional responsibility yeah. and like so we're going so so often pain and anxiety is like an indication that there's like some work for us to heal right so when we get triggered by someone we can go rather than projecting and blaming mm. and go like oh you're an idiot or you're wrong we go oh what am I not seeing? Yep. Like that's emotional responsibility. And so when we can have a high level of emotional responsibility, life becomes like, it's, it's like the whole game thing. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to like play this game. So anytime I get triggered, I'm going to understand and figure out what's actually going on there. So I don't miss the point. Cause that's all people are doing in our lives is yep. like playing, be, playing teacher. Yep. Some teachers we love, some te- teachers we hate, you know? I love that. I will ask myself the question, what's the lesson? What's the lesson I'm supposed to learn? Totally. Totally. It flips it around because I'm like, okay, if I don't get it yet, it's going to show up. So I just need to keep my eyes out for the lesson that's coming because there's got to be one. Right, right. If there's not, like to help me process it, I think that if you can just come from that place, then you're expecting a lesson and then you can let it always teach you. Always, always, always. And, And that's like, that, yeah, that's just like being a master of our own experience, yeah. you know, like what are some of your bigger, biggest triggers? Like personally, like the mm, things that, you um, know, my brother, favorite. like annoys the fuck out of me. Uh, <laughs> I love him dearly. And it's interesting because over the course of the last couple of years, he hasn't changed at all, but I have. So he doesn't trigger me as much now. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like every single time I'm at family dinner, I'm like, all right, Sam, let's do this. Let's see how much we've grown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
like there yeah there was times where literally I'd be like hang on I gotta go and I'd literally get up from my seat get in my car and scream my head off because I was so angry and then I would come back to the table and sit down and pretend that I just like went to pee or something but it was that bad where it's like I could not be present and I I couldn't I personalized everything he said. Yep. I could not be the observer like I'm talking about. And I'd be so reactive and so angry. And so he, like, he has been, well, our relationship has, has shifted so much because, not because he changed. Right. I My whole life I wanted him to change. Why are you such an asshole to me? Why why this? Yeah. Change, change, change. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to unconditionally love you and I'm going to do, I'm going to take responsibility for this. And so that's been like such a big learning opportunity yeah. for me. So yeah, that that's been... Yeah, that, I would say that's the first thing that came to mind. I love, you know, and so do you, are you familiar with Byron Katie's work? Oh, I have her tattoo on my, it says loving what is on my oh arm. Yeah. yeah. I think we had this conversation once before, but like, yeah. I love the idea of, you know, the people that you live with are your closest, are your teachers, your right? Teachers. So like, it just is so, mm-hmm. it, it makes your sense. Because we usually don't care as much what a stranger thinks, but yeah. your relationship with your brother, our mm-hmm. relationship with our exes, like just those people that you want to understand, you yeah. want to love you, like you just can't understand and that causes so much anxiety and yeah. stress. Yeah. And I love the idea of just like letting it go, but just, you know, going like, okay, what is my responsibility mm-hmm. in this? Like mm-hmm. if that person's, if I'm, I'm waiting for that person to change, I'll mm-hmm. be waiting my entire life. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So it was so interesting because I wanted it to be him, you know? I'm like, but if he just, he was just if he just did this and if he just, like it's not that hard. if he just yeah, understood yeah. me, right. It's yeah. that whole thing of like, I, he, if he just would understand what I'm trying to do, yeah. everything would be better. And it got to a place where I'm like, he's not going to change. And I, it goes back to control. I'm not in control of him. Yeah. I'm not in control of any of it. I am in control of myself and I could literally change my entire perspective of life by changing my own beliefs and emotionality around it. Like I can literally do that. And so if there's, it, it's like, I look for, it's like, I call them like little activators. Like I'll like look at my life and like, Hey, what's activating me right now? And what am I scared of? Cause that's what it is. Like, what am I really scared of happening? And how can I shift my perception by clarifying my intention so that I, that energy shifts and I'm not feeling that anymore. Cause it's all vibration. So we just did an episode on uh, living an unconventional life. Mm-hmm. And I would say if we were looking from the outside at yours, probably you live a little bit of an unconventional life in a house with a bunch of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned not being married. Mm-hmm. And right before we asked if we could talk about dating. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring it up now. <laughs> You're like, plot change. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So relationships. Let's, go Let's talk about a romantic relationship, especially yeah. when you're like running a business and yeah. you're like a boss lady and you've got so much going on. Yeah. How do you, how do you want to get in a relationship or how do you have that? I mean, are you seeing anybody right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll get into juicy, that. Juicy. Okay. So <laughs> how did this come about? Like, how are you ready? Cause I know too, let's just yeah. kind of talk about the body image stuff. I know a lot of women who are still single or they're waiting because they feel like they can't even get in a relationship until mm. they get their body fixed or their body image issues fixed or anything like that. So <clears> did, <throat> did yeah. you um, like skip dating or skip some of that because you still had, you had to fix your head? My journey with my body and food, I feel like, well, it's always a journey. You know, it's always a journey. Like even, even now there's days where I am like, fuck my body. And then I'm like, oh, hang on a second. That is only an indication to tell me that something's off in the self-care realm. Mm-hmm. What am I not doing? What am I not focus- focusing on, right? So so like that's still my go-to would be like, 
hating your body and like restricting your food. I know that it's still it's still there. My my eating disorder didn't like vanish and go away. It's still existing within my system, but it doesn't overpower me because I'm I have such a good relationship with it now, right? And so so uh, that was like four years ago when I when that was really like got to the place where I felt so solid with it. Um, So relationships and body image wasn't a thing, but what was a thing? up until so recently, and this is why I attracted this current guy, is I was going for guys that were exactly like me, <laughs> you know? In what ways? Uh, like, more like hardworking, wanted, like, doing epic shit in the world. Like, a lot of, I, I dated a lot of guys in, like, the internet marketing space, and it was basically us just competing with each other the whole time, you know? I'm like, I'm like, this is so not fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, it was always like a one-upper game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, well, I did this. But I do this, I do this. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is so unsexy. It's unbelievable. And I, so there was that piece of it. Then there was this, this story I had around, if I'm in a relationship, then I'm not going to be successful because I'm not going to have any time for it. It's going to suck my energy. It's going to do all these things. And so, so that was my second excuse. Mm -hmm. All of this was because I was just terrified of being in a relationship, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I had this like come to Jesus moment on January 1st of this year. I was, it was, you know, like at Christmas when like everyone's all coupled up. I was like, I'm so, I'm like, I'm so sick of being single. Like Mm -hmm. I was in a five-year relationship and then I was single for six years. Uh I had like boyfriends here and there, like little, but nothing that felt truly like a commitment. And so January 1st, I was in Canada on a ski trip and I'm like, you know what? I'm so sick of, you know, I'm so sick of just being scared. Yeah. You know, yep. like, and not doing anything about it. Yep. So I wrote like the good old like list of everything that you want in a, in a person, uh-huh. like literally detailed every single thing. Yep. And, and then I was like, all right, universe, I'm ready for it. Yep. I'm going to be with the part of me that's terrified and like love the part of me that's terrified. And I'm surrendering four days later. I met him. It was crazy. Did he just show up in like a vision? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where do we have to go to find this? Okay, so, so, so this is how, this is how it happened. This is so crazy. I've never told this story live on a show before. <laughs> um, so I'm in San Diego where I live, and I got invited to a potluck dinner thing. And I had, like, this plan. I'm like, I'm going to make this casserole, whatever. And then I got busy and didn't make the casserole. So I was like, fuck. I'll, on the way there, I was like, I'm going to stop at Lazy Acres, which is this grocery store where I live, and I'm going to get something from, like, the hot bar to bring it over. So I did that. And as I'm doing that, this, like, little child comes over to me and starts talking to me like the cutest little thing in the whole world with these like bright blue eyes gorgeous little boy and I like start talking to him because I like I'm obsessed with kids and I'm like who owns this child and then <laughs> and then his dad is like right there and I'm like oh what's up dad and his dad was his dad was a good looking boy <laughs> so I was like I hope your dad comes over here so he did and he started chatting to me and we got into this great conversation and I didn't give him my number, but I told him the name of the company, Hungry for Happiness. And a few days later, uh, my my social media girl messages me. And she's like, there's a personal message for you. And I'm like, what? And it was him uh, asking me out. And so it's, Aww. yeah, it was so crazy. It was like one of those four that. days later. Yeah. And so it's been history ever since. So he's not in internet marketing space. He's not like, no. so how is it different now? And how do you oh, think that that's... It's so much better. Yeah. Tell me how it's different and like, how are you showing up different? I am finally, I finally feel like I am a woman in my relationship, you know, like he's so masculine. He's got his shit together. He takes care of everything. He like protect, provide. He's like that to a T and I can just literally like surrender and receive, which has been 
the greatest lesson for me. And it's really hard, you know, it's really challenging to be like, what is my, what is God's energy and how can I embody that right now? Because it's like, like for me, I'm like, oh no, I'll do that or I'll do that or I'll do that, you know? And it's like, how can I just like allow him to like be a man and do what he wants to do and do what makes him feel good without like overpowering it? Um, so that's been a huge, that's been a lot of work for me. My attachment style is avoidant. So like anytime something goes wrong, like I could feel myself going, see ya. <laughs> Right. Like, like, and, and not like, not see ya as in like, I'm going to break up with you, but like, I'm just going to avoid the situation. Right. So like, it's been such a lesson of like, lean in. It's safe. Yeah. I've never felt safe in a relationship before while simultaneously being incredibly attracted to someone. Yeah. I've had one or the other. Right. right? So I've been like incredibly attracted to someone right. um, and then no safety right. or like super emotionally safe and like not attracted at all. And finally I have both. I'm like, okay, I like, you're super hot <laughs> and, and you make me feel so safe. And I'm like, what is this feeling that I've never experienced? It's like the, 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 the dichotomy of both has me tripping. So it's been cool. He's great. Yeah. I love that you mentioned so it. girls just go, if you're looking for someone, just go hang out the grocery store, hot, <laughs> hot bar and keep an eye out for little kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we joke. I'm like, you totally hired that little boy. I know, it's his he's son. Like, yeah. He's like, I don't even have children. <laughs> yeah. There's like online Google, little boys for hire how to pick up chicks and there's like a book and somehow there's another podcast where they're telling the girls to hang out the hot bar (laughs) 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 with it though like i like the whole thing i'm I'm definitely down i think so i think so but yeah that's i love what you said about the feminine masculine energy this is something Mm. very new to me learning this um just at the end of our marriage i started working with a like relationship coach and one of the big things that we talked about was like the masculine energy of just two mm. people having masculine energy competing against each oh, other. Yeah. And it gets really exhausting to try to, or it's exhausting and it's not fun. And you feel when you're, especially when you have a business and you're mm-hmm. doing big things, mm-hmm. you're showing up in a way that has a little more masculine energy. And in your relationships, you want to be able to not have to keep that on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. So I like do this like transition practice. Yeah, brothers. Well, What's that? Does he have brothers? He does, but what, the younger one's married. Yeah. So transitioning, right? So like when we're in our businesses, and if you're listening to this and you're, you're, you're you know, hashtag boss babe or boss dude, whatever, and you're in your business doing your thing, you're very, you got to kind of be masculine or else we'd really never get shit done, yeah. right? So it's kind of like we have to, we have to be that. And so if I know that he's coming to pick me up in like an hour, I'm like, okay, shut down the laptop, put my hair down, put some music on, get into my body. Cause if I meet him in my masculine, it takes, it's like, I can feel it. It's like, I, it's like, it's like friction until it like, settles so I always like do that before of like let me just like settle into my body light some candles put some music on and like really feel into my you know experience before I meet him and then it's like ah that's easy it fits but yeah I dated like it was masculine on masculine I didn't know how to be my idea of like that's what's attractive right it's like they're ambitious yeah something they're in the world you know it's maybe like Knowing what you respect, yeah, and then what's maybe a good fit romantically are two different things. Totally, a hundred percent. And like I always had this vision of like, so he he's you know he's very successful in his in his own way, but it's like not in not like take over the world kind of way. He yeah. he works. Uh, he's got a software company, so he does some some cool shit in the software space. But it's not like that. I need to dominate everything, you know. Yeah. And it's so it's so nice. It's it's so nice. It's so nice to be able to like 
not have to, you know, chase men. Cause that, that's, that was my idea of like what I wanted. I was like, I want this high powered man who's on stages like me yeah. and doing this and like writing books. And, and it's like, no, actually yeah. like, I like this version, yeah. which is like safe and grounded. And it's, so I think of it as like the flagpole and the flag, like I'm the flag, like, like, ah, let's do all the things. And he's always like, come back home. Yeah let's ground into this. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like very like steady, yep. very steady. I love it. We've been mm. having these that conversations a, a lot. I know. <laughs> I love it. And it I just, think too, we get kind of sold the idea of the power couple. So we think like, that's going to be awesome. We're both going to be taking over the world, but that just doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. You see I some couples comes out of there. Right. <laughs> I like, I wonder, like you see some couples who like, we all know. Right. And we're like, wow, that looks amazing. I wonder like what that's actually like. <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Always, we have friends like that I'm always asking them like what's your secret and stuff and I do think you know it. I think it needs to be different for everyone but I think you also have to have like you had even mm-hmm. just the lessons of knowing what you don't want yeah. through experience yeah 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 um, so last question for us we always yeah. ask this on the best life podcast so we started this because we believe mm-hmm. that you can choose your best life for you what does that look like to you when you're living your best life and you're just like I can't believe I fucking get to be doing this right now in this place with these people what is that mm. You know what? It's so it's changed so recently and this is exactly what it is right now. It's simplicity. Like really. Like walking in nature with my bare feet and no technology. I'm like I can't believe I get to be doing this right now. You know? Or like having coffee with one other person and just like really going deep on like something that really matters. Yep. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Or like going on a just trip with Kipton and just being like, wow, we just get to be with each other. And this is so simple. And this is so easy. And I had this idea that like my best life meant like really fancy things and extravagant trips. And it's like, no, it's like, how can I find, how can I extract magic out of the moments in every situation, you know? And it's, it's really about, so I have this thing that I do called the 20% rule. And, um, it's like the only rule I live by cause I hate rules. So 20% thing that I do. So it's like, how can I make every single moment tw- just 20% better? Right. So that could mean like, Hey, let's put on a song or let me drop into my body a little bit more, or let me breathe a little deeper, or maybe I'll, I'll get like the, the more expensive wine that I actually want versus the one that's cheaper yeah. or, you know, go to, go to whole foods rather than simple Sam's or like call my mom. You know, or, or let me like not finish my inbox and just go read the book that I want because it just feels really good. And asking my body constantly, like what is in my highest excitement and doing that in the most simplest way possible. Like that for me is like, what's so exciting because more stuff, more consumption doesn't mean more happiness. You know, it's like less is more for me right now. And the less that I have, the less clothes, the less bells, the less whistles, the less, less, less stuff I have, the happier I feel like. I destroyed so much of my company this year because it was just busy yeah. and I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be so good at these two things and that's it. Yeah. And that's it, you know? And then, yeah, so that's what is living my best life, following my highest excitement and making it as simple as possible. Chills, chills. I know. I love, love it. that. <sighs> so where can people find you, connect with you, learn about you, pick your brain? You can find me in this dance. Airbnb. <laughs> um so i'm super active on hunger like the uh samantha skelly instagram and then hungry for happiness is the the house of all the food and body so hungryforhappiness.com hungryforhappiness instagram um i'm on the youtubes as well 
So yeah, Samantha Skelly or Hungry for Happiness, you'll be able to find me. <laughs> we'll link in the show notes and have people send you sweet messages. Yeah, send me some sweet you guys, messages. You definitely need to check out her programs. Hungry for Happiness is a really successful program, mm. company, and I know based on the feedback that you guys have given us on mm. our food obsession episodes that you guys are going to get a ton from this. And you guys have yeah. been asking us for information on body image. So cool. Go yeah. check it out. Thanks so much for having for being here. Thanks so much for letting me come up here and hang out with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys. Bye.